This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start a new week of broadcasting. And we're going to be looking at Psalm number 5. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us. I'm going to be reading the psalm from the New American Standard, Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Heed the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God. For to thee do I pray. In the morning, O Lord, thou will hear my voice. In the morning I will order my prayer to thee and eagerly watch. For thou art not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, No evil dwells with thee. The boastful shall not stand before thine eyes. Thou dost hate all who do iniquity. Thou dost destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit. Verse 7. But as for me, by thine abundant loving kindness, I will enter thy house. Thy holy temple, I will bow in reverence for thee. O Lord, Lead me in thy righteousness because of my foes. Make thy way straight before me. There is nothing reliable in what they say. Their inward part is destruction itself. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Hold them guilty, O God. By their own devices, let them fall. In the multitude of their transgressions, thrust them out, for they are rebellious against thee. But let all who take refuge in thee be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. And mayest thou shelter them, for those who love thy name may exult in thee. For it is thou who dost bless the righteous man, O Lord. Thou dost surround him with favor as with a shield. Junie, it's an incredible portion of scripture. And you might even say it's it gives a, a pattern that we need to follow that how we ought to live in a world that's getting more hostile day by day, confusion, chaos, violence, anti-Semitism. So we need to be strong in the Lord and keep our eyes on the Lord. So we're going to look and primarily emphasize the, the, the heart of David in all of this, because he lived in a hostile world. He had enemies all around him. King Saul was trying to kill him. His son rebelled against him. So he's talking about a difficult time in the world. And now we're talking about how to live in a difficult world, which seems to live without God. Most of the rulers in the world of the various countries, 
They don't even consider God in their hearts. So this is the condition that David was in. So we're going to look at a verse at a time, beginning at verse 1. And I like to read it from a number of versions. New American says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning. King James Version, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. The Amplified Version says, Listen to my words, O Lord, give heed to my sighing and groaning. And New International Version reads this way, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my sighing. S-I-G-H-I-N-G. So we really get a picture, Juni, of what David is crying out. Actually, in the New New English Bible, it says, Listen to my words, O Lord, consider my inmost thoughts. Yeah, I think it's important to um, look at David's condition in crying out to the Lord. Consider my groaning. He was pretty much in despair. My meditation. In other words, sometimes we can think on evil things. And sometimes we can think of godly things. And he's saying to the Lord, consider my groaning. Consider my meditation. Consider my sighing. What is he sighing over? What's happening to him? the evil that's around him, what he's thinking or feeling, or he's sighing for God to impart something to him. What are David's innermost thoughts? And I think that's what we have to consider when we cry out to the Lord. Are we crying out to him because we love him and we want him to speak to us? Or are we taking the condition of our life and groaning over it, thinking about it, sighing about it? Are our innermost thoughts, where are you, God? What are our innermost thoughts? Really, June, it's a good point. And I think what David is crying out for are all of the above that you said, his own condition, the immediate enemies in his life, as well as the condition of the world. What I also see here, Junie, is um, there's prayer is not just giving words. I mean, when we think of prayer time, it's usually us telling God what we need or what our condition is. But one, one type of prayer is expressed through words spoken. And the other is through meditation. The words that were used was groaning, sighing, the innermost thoughts. And sometimes we can't even express our words, but God knows our inner thoughts. And we see that that's the truth when you look at Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And that was what my point was, Shelley, that who we are, we might not even know. But God knows. Yes. He knows the innermost thoughts 
and he is the one with whom we have to do. So in our groaning, in our meditation, in our sighing, or the innermost thoughts, if we're born again, the spirit of truth lives in us. Therefore, when we cry out to God, since his word is active in us and alive, it can divide for us the soul from the spirit, the bone from the marrow. So God can actually reveal to us our innermost thoughts. And why is that important, Shelley? Because sometimes we don't even know them. Or we think with our mind, and that's what we think is true when that is part of our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And God wants to divide for us our soul from our spirit because he wants to quicken our spirit and transform us and change us. So David's sighing is an example for us, but also our sighing and groaning and meditation and our innermost thoughts, we can consider asking God to reveal to us because when God reveals to us who we are and we're not aligned with who he is and his thoughts, which our flesh and soul oppose, we can then repent and then he can fill us with his wisdom and his knowledge. So this is very important. It really is, Junie, and it really shows that prayer is not just words, and I'm not minimizing words, because uh, it says, give ear to my words. In Hebrew, that really means pay attention, as well as giving consideration to my meditation, my innermost thoughts. And we see this is a pattern in David's prayer. For example, Psalm 54, verse 2 says, give ear to the words of my mouth. Psalm 104, verse 34 let my meditation be pleasing to him. Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We read in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. That's very big, show. It's powerful, Junie. It's an encouragement also. Prayer time, communion with the Lord, is not a time to present the Lord with a laundry list of things that you want. It's a time of intimacy with the Lord, an open heart time, a time to make your heart right and pure, even as you're saying, Junie. Because the heart, I love that verse, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And God even knows the thoughts and intents of our heart and our mind, even before we say it. So there, a, a union, a, a oneness comes between us and God in prayer time, in a time of communion with him, heart to heart. And it even says in the scriptures, purify my heart, O God. And so God can purify our heart by revealing to us our condition mm. because we're all fallen in our flesh 
And our soul, our own thoughts, our own desires, and our own feelings. Faith doesn't, uh, what, go along with how we feel. Sometimes God reveals something to us or speaks something to us that goes against what we're feeling or what we think. And so we can ask the Lord to purify our heart, which is saying, Lord, I don't want to live in my old self for my own purposes. I desire, Lord, to hear what you have to say to me, to live for you, in you, by you, and through your spirit. So then I know Jesus was always pleasing to you when he walked the earth. And I want his resurrected life within me to be activated, like you read in Hebrews 4, that the word of God in us is active. Amen. Amen. So even in this verse, which I think is pregnant, Junie, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning, my sighing, or my meditation. Prayer time should be a time of intimacy with the Lord, when he might even reveal to us as we pray our true condition. So Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your availability and thank you for your cry to be with us and you to be with with us, to be with you in this time of intimacy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.